This episode of The Final Forecast is brought to you in part by The Book Exchange, where Mountaineers go since 1934. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, Deshaun Butler, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Yo, welcome to another episode of Final Forecast with me, your host, Jay Flo. Got my guy Deshaun Butler here with me. What's going on? Got Kevin Jones with me. Here. Our lovely co-host Ash. That's me. And a guy named Dave Thank will you. be joining That's us. Me. I'm a guy named Dave. Yep. <laughs> He'll be joining us. <laughs> and he he brought a very special guest today. Uh a guest that uh, I think a lot of people will be wanting to hear from, given our, our special circumstances in the world today. Uh, Dave, you want to introduce your guest? Yes. Uh, her name is Dr. Lisa Costello. Uh, she is a pediatric specialist at W Medicine Children's, and we'll be hearing from her shortly. This is going to be fun. I was going to say, clap it up. Well, add the claps, you know. Well, yeah. we want some real ones in there, too. But. I didn't. I didn't want to mess anything up in the introduction. So Thank you. Yeah. Very thoughtful. Good job. Good job. But, uh, you that, want claps there, too? Do you want some applause for John, too? Yay! A <laughs> man said no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that should be real interesting. I got a lot of questions and concerns and speculations. Oh, my God. He's going to go. Speculations. I just feel it. I can Let's feel it. The conspiracy. Your feelings right, then, Ash. <laughs> my my senses are tingling. I just I can feel it she, coming. He just told you what he was. I, in. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it. You don't have to worry. About it. You, you heard it. You heard it. <laughs> nah, what y'all been up to though? What's, what's, what's new? Deshaun, I'll start with you. What's going on morning time at nine o'clock in the morning right now? Uh man, I just took the dog out. Um, it's cold. I had shorts on and a, and a, a hoodie. Shorts. Me, me and me and- it's quick. I'm trying to get in and out. I'm not trying to, or out and in, excuse me, out and in. So I don't get a time to graze this early. Cause <laughs> do you let her out without, do you let her out without a leash? And just I don't know. You remember, you remember uh, I keep saying, I can't talk to you. Like I normally talk, but I've had too many issues with our neighbors. So I have a half pit bull, half anything unleashed. Like our neighbors that's, have a conniption. That's what you do. That's- pretty friendly though. Uh, yeah, she's very she's friendly. Ke- and Kevin does not. And I don't like, like dogs. Dogs so. at all. So, like Kevin com- has come over, and Maya's been all over him, and he- she's been fine. But other people will see just the pit bull, and yeah, and they'll they'll freaking just lay down. Dude, she's, no she- joke. I got kicked out of an apartment once because my dog looked at someone maliciously just because he was a pit bull, and he wasn't even doing anything. <laughs> he was just sitting there, mm. not even barking. Yeah, my Crazy. dog's a my dog's a, a joke. I love her. What happens, awesome. happens when you have a pit bull day? I guess that's that's crazy. I've profiler profiling the damn dog. Like yes. how do you profile a like, dog? It's a damn dog, bro. Used but, to, uh, but yeah, I know me and Casey want to know how the neighborhood's doing. That's why I asked. Like, how, what's oh going my on? gosh, this is beautiful here, John. I mean, yeah. HOH fees are rising by the day. <laughs> Things are great, man. This is amazing. Uh, I'm definitely man. moving out once I get back. Oh, man. KJ's like, I'm the, out of here. That's the I'm goal. Kev, that's the goal. Is. I got like another I, year and a half possibly <laughs> to deal with this. I can't afford it. I can't yeah. afford it. It's OD, bro. Trying to, yeah, I'm trying to get out to it. And this, I just want to make a note that KJ said I could sell him his first house when I get my real estate. Really? I did say that. I did We're going to hold him to that. Wait, you're, getting, that. No, you're getting your real estate license? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm studying. I'm just. I'm bored. I don't have anything to do. What's All right. Will you? Will you have it? Or are you just studying at the moment? I mean, I'm uh, taking. I'm taking like. I'm taking like the class, like the 90 hours. Ah, that's dope. So get the light. So I got. I got to test when I get back home. I pass mm-hmm. it. KJ will bless me with the commission. 
There we go. Keep the money in house. Upfront, upfront so commission. It's just, yep. it's just. Oh no, it won't be upfront. It'll be when he finishes the job. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get you. Right. Eight, I'm gonna get you an eighty million dollar house. I'm gonna just need that money upfront. I'm gonna just need. I'm gonna just need twenty. You gotta make sure he has an extra bedroom for truck too. I would, I would like. To. <laughs> Is he coming with? Truck. Oh, you could just sell the truck. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need that cash and a duffel bag, KJ. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't do it. And the commission Monopo- is Monopoly money good? You can't. Or you, won't. <laughs> you can't. Both. Or you won't. Both. <laughs> Both. I refuse. I refuse oh, to do man. it. Silliness. But uh, nah. I mean, uh, Ash, how you doing? How's uh, everything uh, over at the studios? Our studio. Things are pretty good at the studio. Uh, I've been suffering from some anxiety lately, though like Probably. real bad and i don't know it's funny too because like i literally had an anxiety attack at work and everyone's like everything's great everything's good like we got our ratings back and they're huge and i get that but it's not it's not that i don't know why i feel the way i do i think it's the lack of uh human contact like i haven't seen my mom i haven't seen my sister joe's been working seven days a week 12 hour shifts like Mm. I feel lonely. Like, does that oh, sound horrible? And I just can't no. stop the anxiety oh, of it. Yeah, it's bad. She yeah. papered over it, guys, but Ash is number one in her time slot. And I, I feel that that deserves a round of applause. Good job, Ash. Thank you. Thank you. Holding the city down. A lot of pressure, Ash. A day at a time. <laughs> and she but, takes but, requests. She takes requests. She'll play your song if you text her. I will. As long as it's a rock but, song. Oh, never mind. I was about to say. I was gonna sit there and throw on some some ruthless shit. Yeah. Okay, Give her uh, Jimi Hendrix, bro. He's a rock star. I mean, a rock star. Of course, Jimmy. I could ask for Jimmy, but I'd rather hear go. some Young Dolph. Throw went, some Young Dolph on there for it. Like, I went can't white play rock that day. I went play that. I went white rock and did Lincoln Park. I felt like that was a good compromise. That is a good. That's good. Now, when we said Dave was commenting on the show, we, was, we did we expect this much? Oh. <laughs> I'm in a chatty mood. I got coffee early today. So this, man, this man has said a total of eight words. Yeah, and he's like, have we heard too much from Dave? Yeah, heard too much from Dave. No. Not Ash. You talked about anxiety. We don't talk about that enough in like uh, mental problems enough on the show. I don't, I don't feel like. What, what does that feel like? Because we know it comes in a lot of different forms. Yeah. Like, what is, it's crazy. Uh, I, yeah. I've been talking to my sister and my friends about it. And of course, they experience anxiety. But theirs is like their mind won't stop. And that's what causes them anxiety. For me, it's physical, totally physical. My heart starts to race. My body gets hot and I can't stop it from Mm. happening. Mm. And it's the most uncomfortable feeling in the world. Um, And Mm. makes you feel like short of breath. And it's just, ah, it's, it's, for me, it's physical. It's all physical. Is it like a panic attack? Yes. And then once sometimes like I can calm myself down, do deep breathing, drink some water and just kind of chill. But like this week, it's just been a runaway train. And uh, sadly, I saw my doctor and I had to get on anti-anxiety medication. There was just nothing else to do at that point because, um, yeah, it's bad. Some some marijuana. My wife does no. that. Like she worries about a lot of stuff. My marijuana? Like, oh, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Just smoke, smoke a blunt. Like, go take your medicine. Like, smoke. <laughs> I think that would calm people, people down. I think uh, our doctor... Do not take this advice. Uh, (laughs) Everybody. Everyone everyone that has to take piss tests, don't do it. They don't touch for that no more. They don't touch for that. In the NBA. In the NBA, yeah. Anywhere. I don't think they do in the NBA right now. Not in the NBA, no. In the NFL. Anywhere. Anywhere. Listen to John, y'all. Hey, I thought you said they stopped. I thought they did. I thought they did, man. I'm sorry. No, nah, yeah, well, the like issue it's, is, if sorry, real quick, but it, I can't smoke weed. Where am I gonna get it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, medical marijuana is legal now in West Virginia, but Deshaun knows a guy. Not for, <laughs> not who, for that. Who knows a guy? Who knows a guy? I don't know anybody <laughs> too direct. <Yeah. laughs> I don't want y'all to think that I'm out here knowing direct people. <laughs> it's yeah. fifth party, fifth party, it's eighth party at times. Eighth party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, if you allow me to talk, John, do I need to edit myself out later? Am I good to keep talking? Perhaps. Okay, so I have anxiety real bad too. And you smoke? 
I do not because that is not legal in West Virginia, Jonathan. And I, I want to know if that like really helps though. Like, that's a, you know what's funny is that, um, and I think it depends on what kind of strain you get because I used to smoke, but when I quit for years and then I just you know did it once, uh, it caused me a panic attack. Like it gave me anxiety. So mm. I can say that sometimes not. So I think it just depends. I take okay. I take citalopram. That's the uh, doctor uh, the drug that my doctor prescribed. You don't uh, smoke yeah. that, do you? No, it's a okay. it's a little pill that I think. Oh shit! Am I taking that today? So uh, yeah, I, I take that. <laughs> Ash, I have the opposite to you. I don't like have like compulsions or like body response. I have like, did I leave the door unlocked? Am I gonna get robbed? Is everything gonna get stolen? Do I have to deal with insur- like the what ifs? Oh yeah yeah yeah. My if, best friends like threats. that. Yeah yeah yeah. I've broken doorknobs like checking them like multiple times. I'll. I'll it, at my worst, I once went from downtown all the way to my job <laughs> once and then was like, uh-huh. oh shit, I didn't lock the door. So I drove all the way back. I had, but then broke mm-hmm. the door checking it because I was like oh. so paranoid about it. Yeah. Wow. Fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I guess everybody's different. Fun. Yeah. Everybody's is, it possible, is it possible to have anxiety and not know it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I call like, it. What do you do about that? Because I, I feel like it's taboo. Like a lot of people don't talk about it because they feel like people will look at them differently. Discuss that with with somebody to be like, "Yo, I feel this kind of way," and not feel ashamed about it. We uh, we, we're. I like that we're positioning this as a doctor is listening in. Yeah. <laughs> in the, in yeah. the chat, we're just like, "No, this is exactly what it is." Uh, my medical degree from WebMD. <laughs> yeah, I'm tells me you. this. Yeah. They're never wrong. I'm just joking. I think that's like the masculine side of like men. Like men are taught growing up to be like, don't show emotion, don't, you know what I mean? Don't be vulnerable and stuff like that. So I really think when you say, uh, what if you're dealing with it and you don't know, I think you know it, but you're taught to not show it, be strong, X, Y, Z, and the third. True. I mean, I feel like, I feel like if, if you, they knew you had like a small issue, you would want to get it situated nonetheless though. I mean, it's like, it's something that's out of your control. I feel with this scenario, if it's just like a, a bad situation happened and you're trying to like hide your emotions, I don't know about if that's like, if that counts as the same thing. Like if you think you clinically or you may be having a problem, like I know me, I was like, I talked to Dave about it before. I was just like, bro, like I don't feel Normal. Right, right. That's like, how mine started recently. I, yeah. just, like, I don't feel normal. I was just like, yeah, like my chest is like bothering me. I'm having headaches. I've gone to the doctor like a hundred times, got checked up. They're like, yo, you're good. Yeah. Top, top to bottom. I'm like, what the fuck is it? You know me, John. I'll panic in a heartbeat. Like I sat next to John sweating like profusely like, yo. You're like me. That's exactly what like, happened to me. I thought like, there was something wrong with me. No, but I just sweat a lot anyway. So to me, no, I'm thinking <laughs> it's nothing. To me, I'm like, yo, this is nothing. Yeah. But then when I'm not doing anything and I'm like panicking, I'm like, all right, something's wrong. So yeah. you never know about, what John's yeah. gonna do next. So it's always wise to be uh, cautious and on alert. Oh no, definitely. I'm sweating around him all the time. But this <laughs> is this is different though. So like of course like when I feel like something's off, I want to go get it checked out because I'm not trying to pop up and die like that's just like, like right that's not, that's not one of my uh goals this is weeks, uh, this is one of those rare times where i'll speak up on the show but i did uh have my own problem with this um and i i read a book by a comedian called uh, aaron gillies and he uh talks about basically he had a mental breakdown on a bus uh, after seeing this 70s children's tv show character out of nowhere and he realized he probably had a problem and uh he lays it out in a very conversational way, talks about to a lot of people, but like it's hilarious and just brutal. And like the first few pages, like, this is not a misery memoir. We're not gonna talk about like, oh my God, we're all special, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, this fucking sucks and your brain is an asshole. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which which really opened my up my eyes up to like it's not a weakness, it's it's chemistry, deal with it. Talk, get medication, whatever works for you. Blah, blah, blah. But maybe we can ask this to Dr. Costello too. Maybe she'll give us some pointers on how to talk to our physician. So yes. why don't you roll out the red carpet then? See that seamless yeah. transition there? Oh, good job. Perfect. I don't talk, but when I do. What did he say? <laughs> John, you're an asshole. Was that? John didn't have his headphones yeah, on. Headphones that down. It was a long I literally speech. Take him headphones to his house the day before he flies out. He literally finds them, sends me a picture of them. So it's even more annoying now that I know he knows where they are. I'm waiting to for the headphones. I'm waiting for our big announcement. So mm. a, a real podcast, I'll put them on. 
Who are we? Chop, chop, what is it? Chop liver? Is that yes. It? I was going to say chop sliver is by accident. <laughs> I don't know what chop sliver is. I always mess up uh, like little like phrases. phrases like that by accident. Apologies. If you love to show your WVU school spirit with the latest fashion and styles and with a wide selection of WV merch, check out the Book Exchange at bookexchangewv.com or in-store on the downtown and Evansdale campuses in Morgantown. Save 25% off your order with promo code BX4FINAL4. But uh, yes, we have our special guest here. She's been patiently waiting and politely smiling through our off-color uh, chat there. Her name is Dr. Lisa Costello. She is a pediatric specialist at W Medicine Children's, and I am a huge pain in her day with tons of questions. But Dr. Costello, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Never a pain, and appreciate that conversation you just had. I, I definitely agree with you all that we should normalize more talking about our mental health. I like to call it brain health because so many people, when we, we start talking about mental health, it's, it's part of our overall health and we really need to do a better job all around just making it normal to talk about. And certainly I think the pandemic has brought that to light of um, a lot of people are struggling with it. And so I appreciate you guys bringing awareness to it and girl bringing awareness to it. And thanks for having me. Dave made a really good point. Like as a doctor, how do you bring that up to your physician? Like, Hey, I'm struggling, you know, and how do you say that? I mean, I think some people are also afraid, and this is the truth, especially here in West Virginia, that they're going to be considered drug seeking because, you know, with like benzodiazepines, like they don't want to prescribe those and they're worried about, you know, people abusing them, which is totally valid. Um, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you present that in, in a way where your doctor understands and, and that you can get help? We really, as health professionals, should be doing a, a better job of screening for those type of, of symptoms. Just like we check your blood pressure, you know, we should probably be making sure that we're doing a check-in. And there are many different screening tools out there that can give us an idea of how well someone's mood is and just overall how they're, they're doing. Um, but I think, you know, if your health professional doesn't screen or doesn't bring it up, I think it's something to say, just, you know, say, hopefully your health professional is asking, how have you been since the last time I saw you or what kind of concerns do you have? And I think just bringing those up and saying, you know, I have these kind of feelings. Do you think this is um, anxiety or depression or, you know, is there anything that I can do to, to help with that? And there's many different strategies that can help with your mood, whether it's anxious mood or if you're depressed, some involve medicine, other involve therapy or different strategies to try to help in certain situations. So there's many different resources that uh, health professionals can can offer. And so I think it's, it's definitely uh, we as health professionals need to be asking more, but I think patients should always be an advocate for themselves. And if you know that something's not right, like speak up so that you get your concerns heard because at the end of the day, we're a team and we need to work together. And if, if we may not pick up on some subtle difference. And so I just really encourage everyone to, to be open with your, with your health professional. Yeah. I feel like oftentimes uh, some people are scared to say things because they feel like they get treated like everybody else. Like if, let's just say you go to a doctor and something hurts, they'll prescribe you one thing that they prescribe everybody. Like you're not getting individual yeah. attention. You know what I mean? I think that people get scared about that or just be like, okay, well, they don't really care or they'll just be like, here, take this and move on, you know? Nice. So how, how, do, how do you get past that part of feeling like you're not just being like pushed, pushed out of the door? No, I think that's a really good thing to bring up. I, I always encourage people, hopefully you'll feel you know comfortable with your health professional. And you know if you don't feel that way, maybe it's not a good fit and you should try to look for someone else. I know that's not easier said than done in some situations. And then also there's other health professionals. We're like a whole team. So whether that's a psychologist, if, if it's a mental health issue, you know, maybe it's not seeing uh, a physician or a nurse practitioner or someone, it's maybe going, getting tied into a therapist, um, a psychologist to, to try to work through those, those issues. And certainly I think just keep in bringing it up and say, you know, I, I know that 
you said that you didn't think it was this, but it's still happening. It's really, you know, bothering me or it's, it's every day I have to deal with this and I really need some help with it. So uh, hopefully that will inspire or, you know, have their health professional really do their job because that's what our job is. But um, sometimes it might be something subtle that we don't pick up on it. And so uh, I always try to encourage that with, with my patients and, and parents because I have opportunity here for kids and, and just making sure that we're all being open because uh, I think everyone's goal is to, to make someone feel better so that they can live as productive as a life. I straight to up told live. my guy, I was like, uh, I don't know if it's normal to drive home to check a door. I know I've locked or that a tap's turned off. Uh, so I don't flood the house. Uh, so help me. <laughs> and he was like, well, we could do two things. We could do, we could do medicine or we can do therapy. What, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't think it's anything I need to talk about. I just think my brain is against me. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I felt like I had a good support network that I can talk to and stuff. And that's how I got into it. Um, and then again, that book uh, was like, you're, you're not crazy, which I think was like the nice thing for me is that it makes you feel less like you have a problem versus something to fix. Today we have, uh, Lisa here to talk about, she yells at me if I don't call her Lisa, so I don't think I'm being disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, her name's Dr. Her... Costello. What are you uh, doing? <laughs> show some, show some fucking respect. Dr. Costello. Uh, Lisa's good. Lisa's good. <laughs> so uh, we, we, we brought you here today. Um, West Virginia is getting a ton of praise around the country for the vaccine rollout. And we had some listeners ask, like, when can we start to expect it here in West Virginia? Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what your role is and um, how it's going in West Virginia and, and who's being helped right now? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's certainly uh, a time really to be hopeful. It's been a, a rough year as we've been dealing with the pandemic. And at the end of December, uh, we had uh, two vaccines be authorized for uh, what's called emergency use authorization. And uh, we in West Virginia have been leading the nation and uh, vaccine administration or how quickly we can get shots into to arms. And really, as a health professional, uh, you know, I'm a pediatrician, so we do a lot of, of preventative disease. And, and vaccines are one of the safest, most effective ways to prevent disease. So it's a tool in our tool belt, and we need to use all of our tools to, to, to battle this pandemic. But certainly think with these vaccines uh, being available, we're already starting to see the tide turn a little bit. And certainly we need to do better and we need more supply so more people can be offered to get vaccinated. But we're doing our best here in West Virginia to, to get vaccine out to, to everyone. So I work at WVU, but I've been helping the state with their, their efforts of uh, serving as an advisor of sorts uh, to, to help with the rollout so that we can reach all West Virginians. So appreciate being on and we'll try to answer any questions y'all have about uh, what we're doing here. My question is, are they just using the Department of Health in each county to administer the vaccine? Because there was word that, you know, pharmacies were going to have these vaccines too, but I haven't seen that. Yeah, so we're actually using what we're calling a whole of community approach. So we've used a bunch of different community partners. So local health departments, but also pharmacies, community health centers. I think down the road, we'll see private practice doctors or maybe independent doctors. Hospitals have played a, a big role. There unfortunately is a limited supply of vaccine right now. So we wish we had enough for, for everyone who would choose to want to be vaccinated, but, but we don't have that supply right now. So there is more of a focused outreach to individuals who are at higher risk to, to offer the vaccine to them First, just given the nature of maybe their job or their age, that puts them at higher risk. But at the community level, we're really trying to use all of our partners. It's it's an all hands on deck. We've never done something to this scale before. You know, we have uh, routine vaccinations. You know, every year people should get a flu shot, but we've never done something this large scale where we're trying to get this many people vaccinated in such a short period of time. And so it really is an all hands on deck kind of situation. Um, working together to get the job done. And I think it speaks to how we are in West Virginia, like help one another, um, you know, dig deep, help your community. And, and we've seen that time after time after time. So uh, there have been pharmacies involved. And I think as we get more supply, you'll see uh, the availability to get your shot at, at a pharmacy become, you know, more available as well as other places in the community. Nice. 
So Dr. Costello, I know we've, we've done this in my professional life, but talk us through, like, I just saw that there was another Johnson & Johnson vaccine that's single shot. So can you talk a little bit about the difference between the two that we've already got authorized and the next one and what that means? Yeah, so there's many different vaccines that are in development for uh, COVID-19 or the virus that causes COVID-19. And so we have two on the market right now, a product by Pfizer BioNTech and then a product by Moderna. Those are what are called mRNA vaccines. And so uh, they're a, a newer type of a vaccine that are proven to be safe. And, and basically they help our body uh, recognize what's called a spike protein on top of the virus. Um, that alone can't give you COVID-19, so you can't get COVID-19 from getting vaccinated, but it, it gives us our immune system a chance to make these things called antibodies to, to fight the virus. And so what we know right now is that with those type of vaccines, you really need two doses to, to get what is like the maximum protection. So I'm going to try to use a basketball analogy because I'm a former baller myself although not as good as the, the present company. But I like to think of it as like, say, you know, there's like a press and you're trying to beat the press. If you've seen the press before, you're more likely to probably be more successful in beating it. And so that's what kind of a vaccine does. It gives us an opportunity to see kind of what are we going to be up against. And it gives our body a capability to, to be better at at beating it. And with the two mRNA vaccines, we think that you'll beat it about 95% of the time. I think most people would, would like to, to beat the press that many times. Um, and so with the newer vaccines or other vaccines that are coming down the line, we need to learn more about them and how well they'll, they'll help our body develop this immune response. Uh, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is, is thought to be a one-shot vaccine uh, right now, but we will have to keep learning about these vaccines to see, you know, will we have to get a shot like in a year, just like flu shot we get every year. So is this something that's going to be a yearly vaccine or every uh, couple of years? So there's many different vaccines kind of in the, the pipeline to, to go through the, the process of, you have to go through a, a very rigorous scientific process. And none of those those steps were skipped. So that's a, like a big question I get all the time. Like, how did this happen so quickly? Like, how did we get a vaccine so quickly? And really, it was all the scientific researcher, public health, medical communities coming together, doing things at the same time. Uh, so they were kind of manufacturing the vaccine while we were studying it to kind of cut out any delays, but they did not skip any steps to ensure safety. And so all these vaccines that are being studied still have to go through the process to make sure that they're safe for, for people to receive them. And, and we'll keep monitoring that over time to make sure that they are safe. So <clears throat> that was a great analogy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you lost so, me. Like, you went <laughs> basketball, totally lost me. I assume it checks out. You know what that meant, Dave. Come on. Never mind. I had a terrible joke. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> anyhow, um, so are both of these vaccines, if, from, your, uh, from what you may know about them, are both of them exactly the same? Uh, the Moderna and the uh, Pfizer? Can you, for example, get a Pfizer shot and you're supposed to get two shots? And what if your hospital uh, ends up, I mean, I don't know. What if, what if they end up changing shots, like changing the medicines that they use? Could you use one and the other? Is it is that even possible? So that's a really, really good question. So they're not designed to be interchangeable. So like yeah. if you get Pfizer the first dose, you should get Pfizer the second dose. Uh, that's the the vaccine that, that I was able to receive through my hospital. Um, you know, if you get Moderna the first dose, you should get Moderna the second dose. Right now, I, we will see in the future if they'll be interchangeable. And in the rare case that maybe it does happen where like, whoops, you know, like I got Pfizer and then the second dose I got Moderna, at least the experts from all of these, like the CDC and the FDA, they think that it'll be okay, but we're really doing all that we can to, to prevent that because that's not how they were studied. And we yeah, really that's what I was curious it. about that. Yeah. Yeah. We really should whoops. use science, to, yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to drive all of our decisions. So I think moving forward, we'll see cases like that where we might, you know, study to see if, if they are able to be interchanged. But right now, it's not recommended that they're interchangeable. We think they work really similarly. So that's why the, the experts across the country felt like if you do get 
one and then the next dose, you get the other one by mistake, that it should still allow your body to kind of make that immunity that's needed. But we're really trying to avoid that. But it's, it's a really good question. And I think we'll learn more as time goes on if they really can be interchangeable. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm the skeptical. I'm one of the skeptical guys about the vaccine. So yeah, Tell, tell us why, Deshaun. I'm curious why. We, well, I'm not the one of the people that think that it was made too quickly. I feel like um, I am. <laughs> I'm not one of the people that feel like it was made too quickly. I feel like something like this happens. Like I would believe I was hearing about this like in December of last last not well yeah not last year but the year before whatever you right. want to call it. And I, you heard about this via the news. So if you hear about a pandemic going on, doctors in the community are going to talk and they're going to figure out something so they can try to slow it down and spread. People are all working on it together. So I get that. I wouldn't say it came together quickly. It's just like, it's like any, any other medicine. I feel like we have two medicines that are supposed to randomly save our lives and they're made differently. I just don't, I, I they don't have the exact same things in them. So we don't know what's in what, who, oh, we do know what you can look into it and see what's yeah. in it, but we might not still know. Like it's like, how could we have this thing that's supposed to save countless lives, but it comes from like, so many different places like i understand if it was food you have all the variety you want but it feels like if you wanted to put it like to to me it makes it seem like if it was safe and it was under this one thing that's supposed to help like it's the cure for something basically then why would it have to come from johnson and johnson and pfizer and all these other places granted they all work in medicine it's just you think someone's trying to make a quick buck yeah, and it's like, and you have the things where they're like basically saying, oh, well, we could take this medicine and it's not guaranteeing you won't get COVID again. And if you do, if something is wrong, you can't blame us. It's just like, it kind of seems strange to me because I never heard that before prior to saying, oh, take this medicine. If you die, it's not our fault. Or if you get sicker, it's not our fault. Like, is that is that true? Like there's no liability to the companies if things go bad, like whoops. So, so I mean, I think that, you know, this, what's been different in this pandemic is, you know, I don't think people have ever been like so in tune to science, you know, like these type of things happen all the time. And we haven't been watching it like almost literally like, you know, the, the ticker tape at the bottom of like ESPN, like score right. alert, you know, yeah. like we've been sure, watching sure. like number of cases, like, you know, the, the terrible things like number of deaths, like, you know, the, these things usually would happen in science. I don't think make as much, people haven't been watching it as closely. So that's been on us to try to teach people more about like the scientific process and, and how this happens kind of with any medicine that any person would ever have and what we do to ensure safety. And, and the mRNA vaccines, they, they do work really closely. And, and I should note, like people have been studying this type of technology for like decades. It's just like, this was an opportunity that they were able to apply all of that, that science. And there are different ways to kind of, uh, to use a different, you know, this, these vaccines are mRNA. The the other vaccines that are coming are, are this is getting super nerdy, but different ways that our body can can make that immunity to to the virus. So that's why they're a little bit different um, in regards to just like the science. The the overall goal is the same. It's to get our body to to build these these antibodies. It just kind of takes a couple different approaches of of how to do that. And so um, definitely, I think that we need to be doing a better job of explaining everything. And and to your point, John, the that we will continue to monitor the safety of vaccines. And there's a, a system called the vaccine adverse event reporting system. And so you can report, um, you know, any side effect or any adverse reaction that, that you have uh, to the, the vaccine. And so uh, certainly we want to make sure that people are, are educated, making informed decisions. That's what, you know, thanks for having me on. So we can talk about it to use this platform to help people make decisions to choose to be vaccinated. At the end of the day, it's a it's an individual choice to to want to be vaccinated. So you got to weigh, um, you know, what's what's right for you and and learn from credible sources to to be able to make that informed decision. Um, you know, I trust the process and I think they're safe and effective. That's why I chose to be vaccinated. Um, but you know, it's also I think part of my job to try to inform others so that they can get the information they need to make a decision that's right for them. Has there been any reporting of a uh... Side effects or anything? 
So yeah, so the most common side effects um, are, are like pain at the injection site. You could have some redness or swelling. Um, I was a little tired. Um, I had a little headache after my second shot. All things I would take over actually getting COVID. But we have had people that have had like allergic reactions um, to to the the vaccine, and so we continue to to monitor that. And and that's actually one of the ways that it's not recommended for you to get the vaccine or what we call contraindication if you have a bad allergic reaction to any vaccine um, component. So um, Deshaun, I think, was talking about like what's in them. You know, the ingredients are listed on both of the products uh, website and really the information sheet that you should be getting when you go get the vaccine. Um, so if you know that you have an allergy, like a bad allergy, like you you know, get really, really bad hives and you can't breathe. And it's, it's really hard for you to, you know, what we call like anaphylaxis, like you just, it's hard to breathe really short of breath, then you shouldn't get the vaccine without talking to a health professional so that they can make sure that they could, um, you know, provide medical care if that would, would happen. But so, so yeah, so there have been some uh, reactions like that. And that's why we'll keep like learning and studying and, and monitoring safety. The CDC did this new thing, it's called VSAFE. So I did it, like you sign up and then every day it texts you and it's like, can you fill out this form? And it asks you like how you're feeling. Um, and then if you had any symptoms and they're using that way to kind of monitor to see what kind of symptoms people have. So they, they tested this in tens of thousands of people through the clinical trials, but they're gonna continue to monitor the safety moving forward. After you get the vaccine, uh, both or one or both of them uh, injections, uh, do you have to uh, do you still have to quarantine after, or are you like free to just go hit the streets? So that's a really good question. Um, Asking for a as friend. well. Asking yeah, for a friend. yeah. So right now we still gotta do all the tools in our tool belt. So you know we have to really the the disease transmission is kind of too high still in our communities. So right now the recommendation is still to 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 if you're having symptoms to quarantine. We we gotta learn more about the vaccine. When we studied it, it showed like people don't get COVID severe disease. We're still learning to see how good it does in preventing transmission between people. And so we need more people to be vaccinated in our communities to really start to determine if it's gonna do a good job of helping to prevent disease transmission. So I always talk about it's like one tool in our tool belt. So we still need to wear our mask, wash hands. Hopefully people are washing their hands all the time. Although I've been enlightened like throughout this that you know people are learning how to wash their hands. So that's really important. And then still staying physically distanced. And if you're, if you are sick or, you know, you test positive, you need to uh, still isolate um, or if you're sick quarantine uh, right now, but hopefully as more people are vaccinated, uh, we'll be able to see uh, some of those things uh, not be implemented um, as we as we have more people be vaccinated. Now, uh, just asking a quick question: As fifty percent of our show has already had COVID nineteen, should people that have had COVID nineteen that maybe went to Arizona during a surge and and partied like it was normal, um, should they still get the vaccine even if they've had it before? Yeah, so great question. So right now it is recommended and, and I would continue to recommend that even if you had COVID uh, that you get vaccinated. So there's some newer studies out showing that the vaccine might even be better at providing immunity than getting natural COVID-19 infection. And so it's recommended that even if you had COVID, you still get vaccinated. We're seeing people get reinfected with COVID because we don't know how long the natural immunity lasts. So um, it is recommended that if you already had COVID, you still get vaccinated um, because we vaccination is the safest way for our body to kind of build immunity or build these antibodies to fight the virus in case we come in contact with it again. So yes, if you if you've had COVID and recovered, uh, you should still uh, choose to be vaccinated when it's offered to you to give your, your body the best chance of being protected to prevent getting it again. How long does the vaccine last? I mean, how long does it protect you from COVID? Yeah, great question. So, you know, in these, you guys have a bunch of great questions. Y'all sure, y'all study some science or something too? Is that what you do in your spare time now? I did. Um, okay. I did. Um, I don't have a science degree. John is, get, John is getting his medical degree and his real estate degree. <laughs> Got it. 
Um, so we're still, <laughs> we're still learning more um, in the studies after two months, you know, they still had a really um, good immune response, but we're going to have to keep studying it uh, to determine for how long. So that's one thing that we're still going to learn. It's the same thing about if you naturally get a COVID infection, we think within 90 days, you wouldn't get reinfected. But after that, we've, we've seen some people get the or catch the virus again. So uh, we are still learning and we'll have to, to continue to follow. So that's why um, all these people that in, engage in clinical trials, it, it does take a lot to, to, to be able to, to get medicines, whatever it is, whether it's a vaccine or other medicines, you know, to uh, the larger uh, population. So really those people that, that sign up to be in these clinical trials, they do a great service for us all um, because we can continue to study things like that you asked to, to see how long they last. So time's gonna tell a little bit on that one to see, you know, like with the flu shot, it's recommended you get it every year. We still don't know if with COVID, if that will be the case, like if you have to get the shot every year um, or if you have to get another, what we call booster shot. So it gives your immune system like a boost. Um, that's why it's two doses. This time you get a lot more protection after that second uh, booster shot. So it's safe to say that we're still doing like studies on the vaccine and stuff like that. We don't know totally what it does. And well, we know what it does. We just don't know like how long that immune response will last, you know, so we have to just keep uh, studying that. Um, the ones that have, have been authorized for use, the, these two products that we've been talking about. So, so yeah, we have to continue to see how long our body has that, um, that response, which is what we do now with other vaccines too. Like, you know, I'm a doctor, so I, to work in the hospital, I had to prove that I have immunity to these different uh, diseases that I've been vaccinated against. I have a follow-up to that. So one of the things that um, I've been reading online is that a lot of people don't understand what happens when the shot goes in the arm, what's actually happening inside, and how long does oh. the uh i'm sorry i thought you were like oh, what happens it's like it's yeah yeah but like you, you're sitting down you're getting the vaccine it goes in the arm what happens when the stuff is injected how long does the vaccine cocktail for uh lack of a better oh, word right, cool. last in your body to building an immune response how how what what goes on from there basic vaccine 101 it swims to the to the egg <laughs> I'm I, John. I'm taking notes. Let me let me get a pad. Someone asked you that question already. That's crazy. Someone messaged you that question. That's awesome. So it takes what we think about two weeks for our body to uh, develop an immune response. So uh, these vaccines, like they're as I said, mRNA. That's just like a fancy word for uh, messenger RNA. Basically, what it's what it's doing and it's trying to get our body to make this spike protein uh, that's on the, the virus so that once that spike protein is created, it causes our immune system to make antibodies against that virus. So that's kind of like the press analogy I use. Like if we would see the real virus in the future, we kind of already have prepared or practiced against it. So our body is able to better fight it off. So that's like a much safer way than actually not having any defense um, in our body, like if you were exposed to, to real COVID. So that's, it takes time for our bodies to, to build these proteins or these antibodies. Um, and that's why, it, you know, we still have to do all those other things like wear a mask, wash our hands, stay physically distanced, because it takes our, our immune system time to build that uh, immune response. And a lot of times the symptoms, we were talking about the symptoms, a lot of times the symptoms you might be feeling like maybe you're a little tired or you're feeling achy is really, you know, your immune system kind of building this defense um, so that you can can be able to fight the virus if you come in contact with the real virus. Because, um, you know, certainly we've seen devastating impact from the, the virus. And so, you know, that's why we're trying to prevent people from getting it in the first place. Hopefully that that... Without getting too granular, uh, Johns Hopkins did a good like schoolhouse rocks version of uh, vaccine and how it works. So I would totally check that out. It uh, kind of breaks it down from a science perspective. The uh, long-term uh, side effects. Well, I guess we can't know about the long-term side effects now. Or, or what's the what's the deal with that? Are any speculations on what some side effects may be? Have you seen some things more than others? 
like for the future of them, at least like within this, what it's been. Oh, Some of them have been a year. year. That's what I said. It's like it hasn't been a year, like yeah. a full year. So, well, not quite, not quite, but close. close. Yeah. So it's a great, you know, another really important thing to be talking about. So most of the time, if we were going to see an, a, a bad event happen after getting a vaccine, we would see it within a two month period. Really, we would see it even within a few days of getting the vaccine. And, and when these vaccines were studied, that was why they didn't like shorten that time frame. They kept the time frame like they have when they've studied other uh, vaccines to ensure that safety. So we still have to, to continue to follow it to see if there's any long-term side effects. But from the studies that we've already done, there there weren't any serious side effects. And usually with other vaccines, if you were going to have a, a serious side effect, you would have it in that, that short period of time. So the most common uh, side effects, or sometimes I call them immune responses that we're seeing, are like pain at the injection site. My arm was sore. It kind of felt like if you had a good workout. I don't think it was as bad as like a tetanus shot, uh, but it was sore. And redness at the injection site um, might feel achy or have a headache. Those are the most common side effects that we see, and those usually resolve in a, in a couple of days. So we haven't really seen any long-term side effects, but that's why all these systems are in place. Like I talked about VSAFE, I talked about theirs. There's many different systems that we have across the country to monitor to see if, if any of those things um, you know, might, might happen, but we haven't seen that thus far. What about COVID? More or less, like uh, Dave just said, like 50% of the show has gotten it. But what about, what if we don't, what if the other group doesn't even know they had it earlier? Like it's happened before where people just didn't know they had it and they probably just were just out and about walking around. So like, have there, have you seen any like long-term, long-term year, maybe long-term effects in patients who had it? that are like trying to get over stuff possibly or? So we are seeing more and more and, and with COVID long-term, I think there's been a lot of studies about particularly in athletes, like how does it impact like our heart? I think as athletes, we're always tuned into that, you know, to make sure that, you know, and as a physician, certainly we always want to make sure we're getting a good history um, in about our heart. And so there's a lot of studies going on to, to see kind of what are the long-term impacts of of actually getting COVID and how that impacts different parts of our, our body. I've seen a lot of times people have told me they just have felt like really tired for a long period of time. Like they get super deconditioned. Mm. And so that lasts for like a month or two months. Um, and so we have seen, you know, typically those who get more severe disease, it might take them a longer time to recover. Uh, there's been some people who've had blood clots. So then that obviously can have long-term, uh, side effects or require longer term treatment. So that's why I always, you know, and, and that's why I trust the process and, and I do recommend people getting vaccinated because it's the safest way to prevent from getting COVID. And we know that COVID can have, you know, devastating uh, effects. And so we're still learning about what are the impacts of COVID because we've only really known about the virus for now a year. And so I think in these upcoming months, we'll know more and more and more um, but there are some things that definitely are, are giving me a little bit of, of caution, particularly like the potential cardiac involvement of, of COVID-19. Yeah, my boss actually had really, his COVID was really bad. Now, granted, he didn't have to get hospitalized, thank goodness, but that was only because he reacted to the oxygen they gave him. Um, but it's been a month and a half since he's had it, and uh, he said, He's still obviously very tired, a lot of brain fog. And he said the other day, he was just sitting in his chair watching TV and all of a sudden his, his Apple watch goes off and his heart rate just went up really high, just out of nowhere, which of course freaked him out. Um, so I've seen, and even another guy that I worked with who didn't even have it that bad, now he has a lung infection, uh, which is terrifying to me. Uh, and I know that one thing's for sure, I think that the <laughs> lingering effects of COVID scare me more than getting a shot in my arm, a vaccine, 100%. And so. the show, uh, Charles and Kathy Mirabaugh were both separately hospitalized and didn't see each other for almost three months. Yeah. Um, oh they God. were both touch and go um, to the point where she, I think, was out after like a month, but then her husband, Charlie, who worked in a nursing home as a physician, uh, Lisa, I don't know if you know the Mirabiles, um, but yeah, she, they were in hospital for about oof, 90 days all told. Um, and it took him about two months to get to where he could walk around the house again. 
and and do all that stuff. Lisa, uh, question: Would you? This is coming from my wife right now because she just texted me. Would you consider uh, quarantining for ten days, like it says online, or just stick to the allotted fourteen? She's trying to decide whether or not she wants her father over here. It's seven days in France. Is it? Yeah. So yeah, they the CDC just recently kind of changed the the quarantine guidance it's it's all based a lot on if you're able to get tested so i always tell people it, it's up to your individual situation and and you have to certainly weigh the risks and benefits with with everything in life um certainly in this situation but i think if you're able to get tested you're taking a little bit of risk certainly i've seen patients that they get covid like on day 13 or 14 of their quarantine but by and large the most people if, if you're going to have symptoms usually uh, would start to see it within that five to seven day period so that's why some of the the guidance has has kind of made it a little bit shorter but i definitely think if you're going to go that route i would recommend getting tested and i know that there's a bunch of places that that people can find out where to be tested if you go online like w has offered a bunch of places to get tested but um I would certainly recommend getting tested when you're going to do the the shorter approach um, of the quarantine. Yeah, we're going 15 days. <laughs> do do babies need the vaccination? The kids in school and do so you think th they need? Yeah. So thanks for asking this. So right now the vaccines are only so the the Pfizer product is recommended for people age 16 and older. The Moderna product is age 18 and higher. And that's because we haven't uh, studied enough of the vaccine in those age groups. So they, both of those uh, companies are doing clinical trials that are having younger people enroll. So like down to age 12, but Right now, we just don't know enough about, you know, what type of immune response they have, you know, is the vaccine safe there? So we need more and more studies. This happens commonly in pediatrics or in, in child health where we study at first in older people and then kind of walk down. So right now it's on the Pfizer product is recommended in age 16 and above and the Moderna is age 18 and above. So there's a big push to make sure that we're getting children enrolled in these clinical trials so that we can safely, uh, you know, and monitor the, 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 the vaccines in the, that age population. But right now it's, um, those, those studies are ongoing. So great question. So in the future, uh, but uh, not right now, uh, other than the one product down to age 16. Um, I have a question. We talked a lot about the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine and the mRNA. Uh, what are these other vaccines exactly? Yeah, so some of them are what we call uh, viral vector vaccines. And so they uh, take kind of a, a, a they inactivate a virus and that's how it presents it to our immune system. So when it gets injected, so they're a little bit um, different and we have other vaccines that are similar to that. So you still don't get the, the virus from getting vaccinated because the it's killed, but it's a way that um, it's just a way of kind of presenting the killed or inactivated virus to our immune system. So that it can make that immune response or build those, those antibodies, that defense up. So that's where some of the other ones are um, a little bit different than the mRNA vaccines. They take a little bit longer to develop and to study. So mm -hmm. those are some of the other ones that are coming down the pipeline. Um, and we already have other vaccines similar to that uh, uh, that are on the market. So what about people that are immunosuppressed and their immune systems aren't that good? Then, then what do you do? So it's still recommended we're studying more and more in those individuals. So their immune response may not be as, uh, you know, in robust or they might not amount as good of an immune response. That's where this whole, what we hope concept of community immunity, meaning if like all of us got vaccinated um, and one of us maybe didn't have as strong a response because the rest of us are vaccinated, then we're still able to keep that disease out. So it protects the people who may not have as uh, strong of an immune response. So it is being studied in people who have a weakened immune system. But at this time, there it is recommended that those individuals, um, you know, we don't have any real big safety or what we call efficacy, like how effective it is in the immunocompromised people. But um, we know that people who are 
have a weakened immune system could get really, really sick if they get COVID. So that's why the CDC has recommended that people who are, you know, immunocompromised or have a weakened immune system get the vaccine. And, and always this should go back. We started talking about like having a discussion with your healthcare professional, like you should feel comfortable bringing this type of stuff up, just like you would bring other, you know, if you're having, uh, you know, belly pain or, you know, your chest is bothering you, or if you're having like those feelings of anxiety, like these are all things you should feel comfortable bringing up with your healthcare professional. This is the final forecast podcast. So uh, uh, listeners may not know this. Um, she touched on it briefly, but Dr. Costello, you were a basketball player at WVU. I was Dave. Thanks. I played center guard, center of the bench, guarding the water bottles, but um, <laughs> it was uh truly the greatest honor of my life. I'm from West Virginia. I'm originally from uh, Weirton, which is in like the Northern part of the state. And so to get to wear the old golden blue um, run out in the Coliseum, um, the fight song, I mean, it was just one of the biggest honors of my life. And uh, to this day, I still talk to members of the team. I mean, it's, it's your family. Like you spend more time with them than you spend with your, you know, um, biological family. And so I was fortunate to get to play with both Balger sisters, Kate and Meg. So Meg and I were the same year, uh, 03 represent. Um, and so uh, it was great to see her uh, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, like uh, one of our uh, esteemed hosts here. Um, so, you know. So, but yeah, so no, it was great. Uh, got to play for Coach Carey and learned a lot. And uh, it was. How was, how was that? that? Exactly. I was going to say, don't, don't run by that. Yeah, I've seen those practices. I've seen those practices. Yeah, how's your mental health after that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it definitely, you could tell, like, I was there when he, it was, he had just kind of made the switch, like, within the last five years of coaching, like, men's and go coach women's. And you could definitely tell he was still, like, adapting. And as a basketball coach, he really must love the sport of soccer he always would kick the ball and like one time I'll never forget like he went to kick it and just missed and we all like bust out laughing and then we ran the rest of the practice and so we learned our lesson but fortunately he's uh he's a, a fun guy and I mean he will always have your back and that's what I think you know a player always appreciates about their coach is that you know they're gonna push you and certainly he loves to scream and yell but like if someone would at all you know you know whatever like come at you or you know be talking negative about you he's going to have your back and I think that's what we all appreciate it's what I appreciated um getting to play for him so um but yeah he's he's certainly an intense coach um and but I think that's why the program has continued to grow like from since I was on the program like early on and he's really changed that program and and now they continue to have like success year after year yeah, shout out to Coach Carey, man. Shout out to Grandpa Carey, man. G Carey. <laughs> True. <laughs> John, if you ever do a, a men's versus women's team alumni game, we've got our first recruit here. I don't think we want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think there's far better people than me that you could recruit to play there. But if you need, like, medical personnel, I'll volunteer my time. <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely uh, floated the idea around about a women's alumni game, though. Just, just so... You know, I know it'd be fun for you guys to get around each other again and reunite and do all the stuff that we do, that we were doing for the last five years. And talk, we want to hear you, your guys' stories as well. So I think yeah, that would be yeah. fun. But uh, just want to hear how much, how much Meg shot the ball every time she touched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I played with Kate too. So I mean, oh, Kate sure. was yeah, definitely so the like... one. I mean, unless she's genetic, but no. But, uh, but I'll always be a fan of Maggie Balder. So. Um, yeah. But we, yeah. we got to get them on the show, yo. Yeah, we like, definitely do. It must, it's in their blood, like... Big Hooper's brain. brother. <laughs> like, yeah. they're all athletes, you know what I mean? All athletes, all athletes. Yeah, and it was fun when I played, because Mark was, was you know, he was kind of in his prime of his career, so he was, like, the Pro Bowl MVP that year. So um, ESPN, like, loved that story. So we we got to do a bunch of cool stuff with them, and, and they really are true. A lot of athletes in that family, true Mountaineers, so... Um, Definitely, like that. So, you, so you were you were hitting on Mark, huh? Gotcha. gotcha. Well, I mean, you know, I gotcha. was uh, was was a big fan of him as as well, and so <laughs> she ain't say nothing. Yeah, he's like, oh, listen, 
I was a fan of this. That's it. So you, so you were uh, in like med school? No, I was in I was in undergrad, but yeah, then I I went to med school. That's actually why I chose the view because um, uh, there had been two girls on the team. One went to med school, one went to PT school, and of all the places I was recruited, they had you know players successfully get into med school, and I knew I wanted to go to to become a doctor. So I, I picked up view because I felt I could you know pursue my athletic dreams but also you know pursue my academic goals and here I am like you know yeah I I had a hard time balancing uh physical education and and coach Huggins and basketball you know what I mean so I don't know how you could do like med school I I was always interested in people who do like law degrees and med school like athletes that do that and how they balance out the academics and and practice and all that stuff yeah, it's definitely a balance, but I think it it certainly helped me in medical school having that athletic background. And when I was on the admissions committee, people who like did college athlete that you know or we interviewed were college athletes. I think they always have that um, little extra like the, the demands, you know, the schedule, and you know, it's busy being a collegiate athlete. I mean, I don't think people, unless you're involved in it, I mean, it's like a job. It's like having two full time jobs, and people, unless you do it, I don't know if you. I don't think I would have appreciated if I didn't have that opportunity to do it. But <clears throat> in professional school, a lot of those same things exist of it's a big, it's a, a big mental hall, like physical hall. And so you have to learn how to like take care of your body in addition to making sure that you can keep bringing it day after day after day. Um, and so it's, it was very helpful having like those skills, time management and stuff like that. When I was in professional school, that I feel I learned from being on the basketball team. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Too much. Like I couldn't imagine like helping people and like as far as being a, a doctor or helping people and uh <laughs> running around getting yelled at. Like that's nah, tough. I mean we we Cam Thurman did something like that. I don't know what his major was, but he used to Ted, like come to practice. Ted Talkington. Ted, yeah. Like, like I, don't, I, I don't know how they did that, bro. Like Ted Ted would go from cutting up cutting up people and then coming to class, <laughs> coming to practice. Cutting and, up people? <laughs> oh my god! Not really cutting up people, but learning about it and then like having a test. Like he, his books would be like as tall as he was. Like oh my like, god, stacked like. Yeah, it was. It was. I would always have like our equipment manager like drop me off because like I'd usually like run from practice and I'd have to get down to like a lab and you know we all know what traffic's like in Morgantown. It's not exactly like the pleasant. yeah pleasant. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it it definitely it's it's super intense, but um, you know it's so humbling to get the and truly an honor to get to like help people through some of their toughest moments but then also celebrate with them in really you know joyful times as well like if they've overcome some hardship or you know maybe they stop smoking or whatever um it's really humbling to get to be part of that so um just grateful for the chance to be a mountaineer and to get to play basketball which i love but then also pursue my goal to to become a doctor so that's what's so, up i think that deserves a round of applause <laughs> I lost too many questions, KJ. Yeah. I'm good. Dave, <laughs> she, we were talking about basketball, and Dave just faded away. Like, mm. like, what I the hell is a press? I to do to get rid of Dave. <laughs> He's still on press. He's still on press. Press Virginia. Is that what that means? <laughs> um, Dr. Costello, before you go, um, I do want to ask, um, is there anything you want to convey to people that listen? If there's anything you want people to know or an appeal you want to make. Um, I know you're passionate about having people choose to get the vaccine. Thank you all for having me. I mean, I think it's really important. There's a lot of information out there. Like y'all talked about it. Like there's so much out there that people can, can get their hands on. It's really important to, to try to get information from credible sources, ask questions. Like we're all learning. It's okay to ask questions and that's what uh, we should be doing. But uh, you know, my appeal would be, you know, I've looked in, in, from my studies, I do trust this process. I think these vaccines are safe and effective. It is a choice. So I hope when people it's offered to them, they'll choose to be vaccinated. It's really more about just helping yourself. It's also helping your community. So uh, learn more about it as Dave has been great to help us share uh, information, credible information, but we all are gonna continue to learn and just appreciate you guys using this platform to 
raise awareness because that's going to be important. It's going to take all of us and, and we're going to get through this. I think I would just end on a time of hope. I mean, seeing so many of my colleagues be just hopeful after a really, really tough year. I mean, um, I'm not going to lie. I shed a tear whenever we learned of the first person who got vaccinated, we got to call them and confirm. We were like, did you just give you know, you have a first vaccine. It was a doctor in Charleston. And like everyone, we were like, you're the first person vaccinated in West Virginia. And like everyone erupted in, like into applause. And it literally caused goosebumps, like all this hard work that people are doing behind the scenes um, to give some hope to people after a really, really long year um, makes the long nights and all the, the hard work that goes on behind the scenes worth it um, as we're battling through this pandemic. So we're going to get through it. We'll get through it together. Uh, definitely a time to be hopeful. We still got to stay safe and use all the tools in our tool belt, but um, it is a time to, to see some light, uh, bright light at the end of the tunnel, but appreciate y'all and all that you do and uh, go Mountaineers. Thanks for joining us. Thank yes. Thank Thanks for having me. And it is also good to know that Dave actually does something positive in, in, the, in, in, in the world. So that was actually an awesome thing to find out because I just thought he was just here. <laughs> I didn't know he actually worked. I, I didn't know he actually like, did anything other than make smart remarks and just be here. And now I learned that he's doing all these other things Ta -da. to help people. Wow. I, I almost shed a damn tear when you said that. <laughs> Good job, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Round of applause. A round of applause there. Yeah. 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 like shadow puppets behind him right now. Thanks for listening to the show. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Final Forecast or call us at 304-807-9098. Well, this has been another episode of Final Forecast with me, one of your hosts, Jay Flo. Uh, got my guy Deshaun with me. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember uh, Kevin Jones. <laughs> he's, not, he's nodding <laughs> off. <right there. laughs> it's he's not, like Tokyo. He, he's so. not nodding. He's not nodding off, but I was just—he was leaning sideways. <laughs> Still a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking about his HOA fees. He's been in shock since you talked about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly he's, what it is. He's checking his account now. Truck's like, not to there what? to pay rent anymore, so now he's just—he's getting hard times, man. Over there dro drooling, fall asleep. <laughs> a man just had a damn game. Give him a break. <laughs> just came off the road. He's exhausted. Our, our lovely co-host, Ash. That's me. Uh, Dave. Hi. Thanks for letting me talk today. I won't talk for another few hours. And that's it. You've been cut off. That's it. Three words. <laughs> See what happens when Dave talks. KJ talks less, so I don't like that dynamic. All right, sorry, KJ. I gave you a rest today. You didn't know the show was happening. It's all right. You gave him a rest, and then you made him. I didn't show. remember. <laughs> I didn't remember what's happening. Uh, thank you, thank you for coming on and, and shedding some light on the vaccine and, and COVID in general. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Anytime. We could have you back on uh, without the COVID stuff, the doctor stuff. I'm interested in how you were living on campus and all that stuff, John. <laughs> she has a reputation, yeah. John. She can't sacrifice that like you. I mean, we, we haven't had any female athletes on the show. That's Actually, true. that is true. You will be the very first. Well, you could probably get a, a, a better one than me, but it would be fun. I'll come back with the Balder sisters and we'll have like a nice little reunion. And Oh, that'd be cool. That yes. would be dope. Hit him up for us, Okay. I want to know about your, your male groupies. Is that a thing? Is it on High Street? Does that happen? Um, we'll, we'll, that'll be next show. We'll have to talk about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Way to leave some mystery. There it is. Left a little lob for us there. <laughs>